Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! All right, y'all. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs Up here. And man, uh, if if you're done griping about the playoffs, so am I. <laughs> Not gonna do that. Uh, kind of was what it was. Some teams look good, some teams didn't, but no team looked like FAMU. So, because of that reason, I didn't watch them. I didn't care. Matter of fact, I went to sleep on one game. I uh, went to sleep, woke up, and it was on the playoffs, and I turned it because I'm petty. Uh, if you're not going to put my Rattlers in it, I'm not going to watch it. So uh, that being stated, though, it even though the boys didn't make it, sorry, no boys allowed in the playoffs. The girls did, meaning the ladies. Let me try that. I said boys and girls, but the ladies made the playoffs. But we're going to talk about men's basketball a little bit. Uh, women's basketball, also volleyball team. And we're going to go back to football. And we're going to go inside the den. We're going to talk about MU's economic impact and why this might be the time to strike while the iron is hot. Ask for what you want. Worst they can say is no, right? That's what they always told us. But before we get too, too deep into this, as always, you have our sponsor, HBCU Digital Network. It's the home station, actually. So also our sponsor, Cable Busters, CableBustersTV.com. Calm. Look at that. Look at that. We got a little something. something. You get a 24 hour trial, no credit check. You can get on one to five devices. Normally, they tell me three, um, but $35 per month on up to three devices. So that's it's a good deal. And you can actually use it on your phone, all kind of different things. So just saying, if you're thinking about it, it's a good option. Might want to think about it. So, how you doing, Miss Williams? Look, I told you, y'all, that, that fam, you. Uh, BCU basketball game. We're going to have a back. Give y'all some makeup tips so that you don't sweat out your makeup. That game's going to be packed. So you're going to have to do it a little differently that week. <laughs> but, uh, man, the I, oh, I'm tired of Gainesville. Like, I ain't going to lie to y'all. Some of y'all rattlers be complaining about Florida State getting everything. No. It's the Gators, and I hate it. It's the state's flagship school, so they kind of should. But, oh, I can't not stand the University of Florida. Um but men's basketball is going to be going down to Gainesville uh, November the 30th. That's going to be a Wednesday, 8 o'clock tip-off. And the game's going to be on SEC Network. So not family's first time on SEC Network. Be, I think, second or third time in as many weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I tried to watch that game earlier. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I watched I watched a little bit of it. But don't expect to win. <laughs> I mean, I could lie to you. I could tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, it's family men's basketball. They're still kind of figuring it out. And this ain't the right team and the right place to figure it out. The XL Center is not the place to go and kind of be trying to figure yourself out. Like, not going to work. It's not going to end well. Expect a loss, probably a good 15, 20 points. I don't bet. I don't gamble like that too slick. But if you can see a point spread with less than uh, that says family's going to be in it, 
and be close, man, steal their money because that's going to be a molly whopping. It, it kind of is what it is with that. Um, but we also had the FAMU uh, women's basketball team. They played today, and the game was close. I mean, 62 to 52 turned out to be a 10-point loss, but if you watched it, it was a pretty close game. And that considering FAMU only played with seven players. Now, I don't know why I'm going to be speculative and say it probably had to do with the uh, fisticuffs that happened at uh, Eastern Michigan, but I, I I don't have that in front of my face. I don't want to spread spread opinions and turn them into truth, but I think that's what happened. But it was a good game. Like, our guards look solid. Our We just look like a competent basketball team. Like, I said it a few weeks ago. This team probably defeats last year's team by 10 or 15 points. The competition level is not the same. I mean, we we look we we play with intensity. They 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 bang they bang the boards like I mean, we had we had some blocks kind of late in the game and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay. All right." Like it's it's a good it's a better brand of ball. I I I'll, I'll say it again. If coach Pillow gets a a good 2 years, you might have a program cuz especially considering the transfer portal, COVID years, and what that's done to kind of spread out the talent level across college athletics. She, she, she Like I said, the SWAC uh, – I almost said champion, sorry. I was about to talk about the volleyball team. The SWAC tournament and the SWAC portion of the season might be fun. Like right now, we're competitive. And, yeah, you lost, 10-point loss, but – FAMU women's basketball has not looked this game potentially since the LaDon Gibson era. That's been a minute. Like, I, I'm just saying, I, I, that, that's the first thing that's pulling, that I'm pulling out the hat. But we look good. It, the game was on ESPN3. If you have ESPN3, you can go back and watch the replay of it. Um, I mean, you're not going to be overly frustrated. I mean, at the end, you got a few mistakes. You got We got called for traveling a few times where it's like, man, come on. But you can see the players were traveling because they were trying. It wasn't just because they can't dribble. I watched two teams that couldn't dribble this earlier this week. Woo boy. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't it. Nah. Like they were trying and they made mistakes, but I can live with that. That's growth. That that's good growth. And that's growth that FAMU needs. Uh just going forward. If you're gonna be a competitive program, you have to play these kind of games. You gotta be competitive in it. Like it, it's one thing to just play the top level teams and get your tail kicked, but it's, it's another thing when you can actually compete. When you compete, when you can compete, you can grow. Otherwise, you're just out there and you're just you're just scrimmage. You're just a scrimmage team that's getting a check. I don't think that. I think they went to Mobile today. They look competitive. They look good. Both teams are one-win teams, so you're you're pretty even. But that being stated, we look good. I only had seven players. If we had our full team. You might have looked better. I'm going to leave it at that. Now, the volleyball selection show just happened about mm, 30 minutes ago. And, um, again, y'all be complaining about Florida State. It ain't the Seminoles. It's the Gators. I promise you, FAMU's got property down there. Because every time we make a tournament, they send us the games to get our asses kicked. I'm sorry. I just get tired of it. Like, I'm, I hate the Gators. Like, it's, it's not because I'm a Seminole fan. It's because I'm a FAMU fan. I don't understand how you rattlers support the, support the Gators. Every time we have something going on in a freaking tournament, they send us to Gainesville, we get our ass kicked and we come home. 
And excuse me for cursing, but that's how mad it, it makes me. Family baseball, go to Gainesville, come back home. Family softball, go to Gainesville, come home. Family volleyball, go to Gainesville, come back home. It don't matter what we do. If there's a tournament where you play a regional somewhere, we're going to Gainesville, we're getting our asses kicked, and we're coming home. I hate it. Like, I hate it. I cannot stand the Gators. I like that. I can't stand the University of Miami. I like that. That's the Seminole part of me. That's not even the FAMU thing. But the FAMU in me, I cannot stand the University of Florida at all. The state flagship school, no. The other reptiles in the state, no. I cannot stand them. Florida, the University of Florida has an agricultural site in every county. FAMU has like four, maybe five. And we're the agricultural school. I cannot stand the damn Gators. And we are going down there to play them, I think, Friday. They just announced it. And y'all got to forgive me on that curse. I really can't stand the Gators. Like, that is, that's our nemesis. Like, you complain about Florida State getting this and getting that. And, yeah, they stole our law school and we got it back. But I tell you what, man, we have more competitions where we get sent to Gainesville than the law should allow. Like, it's ridiculous how oftentimes even the volleyball coach said it a few weeks ago when it was like, we want to swag tournaments, like, probably going to Gainesville. Like, you already know what's up. Like, family baseball can make the SWAT tournament this year. FSU can make it. Guess what? They're going to send our bus to Gainesville. Softball, we both make it. They're probably going to send us to Gainesville, too. I promise you, Gainesville is where Rattlers go to die. I hate it. And volleyball is going right back there. I hope we put up a good I, – I think we're going to put up a good show and a good fight. Like, I like the team, but the Gators, they're just the Gators. Like, I'm sorry. There's only one UF. UF is one of those few programs that's good in almost everything. There, there ain't many like the Gators. And you, you got to respect them. My, my hatred isn't because I don't – it's not because I'm just a hater. Because they always send us down there to play them. <laughs> and we always lose. And they're good. Like, UF has my favorite athletic director of all time. Joan Foley is my favorite. But oh, that's where we're going. That's where we're going for volleyball. We're going to play the Gators. We're in the Wisconsin region, if you kind of want to know. So if we beat the Gators and we kind of go distance – We'll play in Wisconsin, so, but I'm hoping, but, uh, gosh, I hate playing the Gators all the darn time. But that's what we got. That's what we got. Um, but, man, the Gators get everything. I hate them. <laughs> now, football season is over. Y'all know we ended 9-2. and two. Tallahassee, the city of two nine-win teams, the best records in the state of Florida. Those two teams are in Tallahassee at the FBS level. It is the Florida State University. And at the FCS level, it's Florida Agricultural Mechanical University. Florida State ended with a 9-3 and three win. FAMU ended with 9-2. and two. So, I mean, you, you say what you will, man. It was a good season, though. Um, just looking back, record-wise, it was good. We had games that we should have done better in, but recruiting has already started, and you're having – Students that are announcing that they're going to be on campus. The transfer portal is real. Be be not surprised. Uh, look, tally ho. That's right. Tally ho. 850 till I go. Tallahassee, the city of nine win teams. I can't say champions, <laughs> but best teams in the state of Florida reside in tally ho. But it, you got to ask the question, man. What, 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 cause your family ask a little bit more? I'm just saying. Um, I'm going to come to that in a second, but you got a lot of recruits coming in and early signing period. You got about a month 
is going to be pushed back. I, I think I saw December 21st for this year. So just supposedly how the schedule laid out, early signing is going to come late. If you're not familiar for, for HBCUs, that, that normally doesn't mean much. But FAMU does have three commitments already. We'll see how that goes as far as if they commit during the early signing period. I would love that to have Bo already in there. Maybe we get those guys to come in in the spring because one thing FAMU can offer is playing time. I mean, you're seeing a freshman. We saw, not seeing, TJ Stevens, a freshman from, I believe it was Clearwater Central Catholic, started on the offensive line. He started at center, guard, multiple positions. I think that's something you sell to recruits. You sell that, okay, we're losing Isaiah Land. We're losing, we're also losing Xavier Smith. Rashawn McKay is gone. Like you're, you're losing a lot of talent and you lost some starters and you lost BJ. You're losing BJ Bowler. I mean, granted, you probably gonna play nickel corner if you get that comeback there, but you know, I'm just saying, I don't, know. I, I don't remember Courtney Cox is senior or not, but I digress. Um, ooh, I'm petty. I know I'm petty. So that being stated, like that's the thing you got, you have to sell it, fam. You have to sell recruiting and playing time just like any other place and you show the examples don't just sell it have have them buy it because it's the truth you can show you can point to and show that hey fam you is playing freshman where we had a freshman running back play this year like we're looking for this we're looking for that and y'all know i'm petty so i'm looking up what courtney cox is right now um but like you're actually able to sell those things to players you may have an opening at tight end as well. Again, the offensive line is going to be there, but you you got to just be honest with these kids. Like Cox is 12. Um, I was trying to do it alphabetically, but yeah, Cody Cox is a senior. So depending on what he does with his COVID year and if he can take it or not, you might have an opening in, at the uh, corner position. Safety ain't, ain't, ain't many openings. So sell that. Like that's something that, Family's definitely to me going to look to the transfer portal again because the transfer portal has been good. The Tallahassee, like I mean, let's be real. That Tallahassee is the best city for the transfer portal. If you look, I mean, you got back to back years where you have potential first round draft picks coming out of the city. I mean, they both went to Florida State, but I'm just saying, Jared versus this year had a heck of a year. Jermaine Johnson, heck of a year, first round picks probably. Then you turn around and on the other side, other side of the tracks, that is, you got Musa. Musa came in and started. You had Isaiah Major. I mean, you you had AJ Davis. The transfer portal's been good to both FAMU and FSU. And that's something that you're gonna see again, in my opinion. I, I think one of the things Willie Simmons kind of hinted at post-game at the Florida Classic was that, you know, some schools gotta figure out that they better learn to use the transfer portal. And he, he didn't say I'm gonna use it, but he didn't say he wasn't. So I took that to say he'll be back. He's going to be looking for some transfers. And I wouldn't be surprised you get a quarterback in there. Jeff Sims is going to get a FAMU offer. Is he going to commit? No. I told y'all before, all these students that are University of Miami transfers and Georgia transfers and Alabama, Texas A&M transfers, a lot of them aren't coming to FAM. Like you, you can get your hopes up and, oh, we're going to have a team full of FBS transfers. I doubt it. I mean, I, I love what BCU's coach pointed out. There's a reason these guys are in the portal. And all of them ain't because they suck. Like, 
you he's like you got to vet them guys and whether or not coach sims is there next year i don't know but i i, I love that man's candor and he's right some of these guys aren't transferring because they suck some of them are transferring because they just either don't fit the system or they don't work well with the coaches and maybe they just don't work well with college and i mean every student is not a student athlete and every athlete ain't a student and that's something that has to be said, especially considering that FAMU has APR issues. Um, oh, look at that. And uh, uh, Ms. Walker, you got that right. I think we're going to get some diamonds in the rough. I agree. And we got to remember, even with FAMU's APR and everything, we still finished like, I think, 69 on the scores. Lower end of the swack. Jackson State finishing the top. Like I don't like continuously comparing us to Jackson State, but if that's going to be the team that you want to go against, you got to be able to sell that these kids aren't just going to the NFL, but they're getting degrees. And I mean, they leave with degrees, some of them, but that whole APR stuff, that's not good for when you're walking in there and telling them the value of a family degree. Because I can tell you the value of a family degree. I think it means a lot. I think it does a lot. I think my my experience at Florida A&M prepared me to do a lot, even outside of my field. But I would also state that you have to be able to sell them that they're going to graduate, not that they're just going to play ball. And uh, I don't I don't know if we we're selling that right now. I think we're trying to sell it. I think we're doing things to improve, but. We have to make sure that we give the coaches the resources to be able to make this come to fruition because it's really reckless to say, well, the coach needs to do all these things. I mean, the man making $300,000, yes, but you're asking the coach, you're asking the recruit, you're asking the parent, some of these students, you're asking him to be a counselor, a tutor. I'm sorry. The man can only do so much. You got to differentiate at some point chunk it or something do something to where we have support staff that can do that and uh i look forward to our new athletic director being able to do that because fam you brings in money and this is where we're going to go inside the den uh and talk what's family's economic impact because and the reason i ask that is the season's over and if you've not been to brag since it's been renovated i mean I ain't gonna sit up here and blow smoke up your butt. It looks better. It ain't it ain't the Bragg Stadium that I went to as a kid. Don't wear your white shoes to Bragg because the clay was gonna ruin them. Like it's not that. It's a lot better stadium. It's it looks better. I can't wait till the real scoreboard is up. The new scoreboard. I mean, the press box is tiny. A lot. I might have more space here in the room. As much my room is bigger than the press box. I'm not gonna lie. My bedroom is bigger than the press box. So I'm going to just, like, the master bedroom in my house is bigger than the press box. Full disclosure. But at the same point, it's time to add and to do more with that. Because FAMU brings a lot of money to the city. We, again, the city of Tallahassee gave FAMU $10 million. And some politicians voted against that. You wonder why you didn't win mayor of the city. Anyways, I'm not going to do that. 
But my question was, how much money does FAMU bring in per season? And so I'm a, I have a history degree from FAMU. So naturally, if I ask questions, I'm going to try to do some research. Like I'm petty like that. Like That's my petty. My petty is I tend to enter arguments when I know I'm going to win. Um, and it's it's going to be interesting. Um, ooh, and I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to put this up here before if I can get the mouse to act right. There we go. Um, so this Williams puts up there, we have to realize that, that these college students is different, different needs, and we need to address those needs. Facts. Facts. And the amount of money families bringing in, we should be able to address those needs, not just to the university, but to the city. And that means you have to do some different things. Uh, I saw where, and I'm gonna give credit to Candace Blake from WTXL. She had an article that I wrote up that she wrote up. I didn't write it. I'm sorry. She wrote it. Um, and I've shared it on the FQ Family Twitter page. Family's homecoming in 2019 brought in $3.5 million that one weekend. That one week. So $3.5 million. So my question was like, damn, well, how much did we bring in for the whole season? Well, I saw another writing. Um, I did not put her name in here. Also retweeted FAMU per season about a couple years ago, starting from 2019, 11.5 mil. So you let us hold 10, but FAMU's bringing in 11. So now the question goes, how do we maximize that? And obviously, I mean, the state university system is what it is. I mean, FAMU's enrollment. It, that's going to gonna be an ongoing issue, ongoing question. I'm not going to hit that one. But, but that being stated, how do you take advantage? That ain't change. That's a lot of money. Four weekends, you're bringing in $11 million. AMU does not play five and six home games most years. You're talking four, sometimes five. But we ain't talking about seven, eight home games and we brought $11 million talking four maybe five games so you leave an 11 million dollar footprint in tallahassee you leave a 30 million dollar footprint in orlando you leave a 20 million dollar footprint in miami why is it that we have to continually beg to go to the, when we come to the table then family needs a, a foot at the table that's what i'm saying we need a spot at the table like because if you're bringing in Four, three and a half million a few years ago. I would speculate with these hotel prices we saw this year, FAMU brought in about $4 million. That weekend when Florida State played Georgia Tech, the city of Tallahassee probably brought in five, six mil. Just the economic impact from those two games. And Doak was not sold out. Like, let, let's not even lie. Doak was about 50, 60% full. So you're talking about about 55, maybe 60,000 at Doak. Bragg was over capacity. Bragg was at 30. I mean, we, I think they announced 20, so that there was 30,000 people probably in and around, in around the stadium. You probably had 55, 60,000. So you're talking about about 120,000 people in a city metropolitan wise of 200 some thousand. I'm just saying like, so why, why are we not, why don't we have a, a seat at the table at more events? Because family's fortunate. We've had a lot of mayors that 
look out for FAMU. I, I count John Daly as an ally. And it's not just because I've met him and I used to kind of work for him or with him. The guy's worked with FAMU for over a decade. I pointed that out. He worked at the Challenger Center, which is part of FAMU. Even now as the mayor, hey, he had the little thing. Let's give FAMU some money. Football season, he got a picture with Musa and Jordan Travis. He ain't just taking picture with FSU quarterbacks. He got the FAMU folks up there too. He's at FAMU events. Like you're seeing where because of one, your demographics of the city, like Tallahassee is a very democratic city. So you, yeah, if you, you're not going to help FAMU. You're not going to be there. You're not going to be in power for very long as the mayor. So now how does FAMU maximize that? And so I think one of the ways we maximize that is one, you got to, you got to expand bright. Like, expand brag and improve the press box like you gotta the the press box should at least take over the the home side of the stadium the west side and consider adding some press box to the west to the east side as well like you have to because that's lost revenue yeah fix the parking yeah i know how i feel about the parking but because 10 million dollars is i believe that's more than our athletic budget the football team by itself brings in more money than your entire athletic budget. Imagine if you had a edifice that allowed for you to have 35,000 people and expandable for games like homecoming to 40. All of a sudden, you're literally doubling, doubling potentially, potentially doubling your revenue for that one game. And I ain't talking about the city's impact. I'm talking about the turnstiles and Bragg Stadium. Like, again, you got to have some of that forward thinking because then, yes, for some of the games, you're going to have 25, 20,000. It's going to be half-filled for some games. But as long as you don't try to max it to an 80,000-seat stadium, which you don't need, you got a nice facility and a facility that could sustain itself. Like, that's that's got to be the one thing. Again, y'all know I'm always going to say we need to increase enrollment. Families should have about 15,000 students. But in that, you also, you, again, you have to continue to take advantage because this is money now. There's, there should be maybe another hotel near campus. I mean, you have three really decent ones that are right down the street from campus. But a weekend like when FAMU and FSU are playing together, you need to have a conversation because let's be real, FAMU and FSU need to have a conversation now. You already know pretty much the date for the Jackson State game. FAMU, the SWAC, FSU, and the ACC need to have a conversation. And they need to say, hey, can we not, can we not have two home games that same weekend? That because it's gonna be nothing futz. It's gonna be stupid. Because one brag is already gonna be packed out. You have Dion there, and you have all the Jackson State fans and the family fans there. It's gonna be worse than the Georgia Tech game because it's not gonna be homecoming, but it's gonna be that kind of packedness. Because now you have the following that Jackson State has now with it. Like those four that forward thinking needs to start happening now. Like, hey, what can we do? get this weekend blocked off and say, hey, Florida State and Jackson State, 
Florida and FAMU and whoever don't have home games the same weekend. It would be a second homecoming. Exactly. That second homecoming, like the Southern game kind of was. Like the Southern game was good crowd. I mean, I had my doubts. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was outside walking around the stadium and I was spotting for the game. So I'm like, oh crap. I gotta go in here a little early. I'm looking around. I'm like, this look a little, little slim. And then the game hit. It was like, okay. Halftime, all the stadium filled in. And Southern didn't bring that band. But that's going to be stupid. Like, certain things like that, you got to start planning out. But then certain things like that, you got to take advantage of. Like, if you can, get temporary seating for that game. Already ordered. Already ready. Have the stadium expanded to as close to 25 or 30,000 as possible and not just folks sneaking in the games because it's getting it's additional revenue like holiday weekend to look folks over here folks know what's up but i'm just saying like it's that kind of forward thinking that we have to start having about family athletics because family football is that important it's not just that it's nine wins and it makes you feel good it's about dollars and cents and when one program is responsible for nearly $11 million, and then after this season, probably closer to 12 in the city. And, and from the report, that wasn't even just the local economy. That was the outsiders. That wasn't counting your people like my parents and my relatives who live in Tallahassee, who buy FAMU stuff all the time. Nope, that's just like people like me who don't live there anymore, come back home, and I don't even pay for a hotel. Some of y'all paying for a hotel and gas. And then you're going out to eat. And then you're doing 17 other things. So if we can get more people there, that $11 million turns into 15, 20. And all of a sudden, you start to throw your weight around a little bit. You start seeing improved facilities. But Amy's got to find a way to maximize its impact. Because you're talking about a brand I just put the numbers together. FAMU football by itself is darn near a $100 million brand. Like, okay, yeah, that sounds funny. Do the math. Florida Classic tells you it's $30 million from FAMU and Cookman. According to the Democrat report, check the FQ FAMU Twitter page. That's $11 million. That's 40 mil. Down in Miami, I think they said it was like 20 mil. So, okay, I inflated a little bit. Well, 60, $70 million. For one sport, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like one sport is capable of bringing $70 million and you see a fraction of that. I mean, there's a, there's a bit of hustling backwards that's involved there, but there's also the fact that, yeah, you got to pay out all these other costs and everything else. I do get that. It's not all net profit. I get that. I'm not, I'm not slow, but at the same point, we have to find some mechanisms and systems and put them in place to be able to maximize that. Like we need to bring those numbers to corporate sponsors and say, FAMU athletics, it, football, not even athletics, FAMU football brings in over $50 million to the places it goes to. Just show that pull up the article from the Democrat, pull up the article from WTXL oh, $15 million, $4 million this weekend. You know what? I got 30,000 black people in this one place in the stadium. I ain't talking about outside. So in the stadium, 
you should invest. Outside the stadium, we already see Kraft Nissan has their stuff up. Well, what about some of the other folks? Outside the stadium, there's another 20,000. That's 40 to 50,000 people you can advertise to. You just give family five or $10,000. Again, it's just that kind of thinking to kind of put it out there because family is a brand. It's like you need to invent, you need to advertise inside and outside the stadium and put us on. So, like, partner with FAMU. Like, okay, FAMU basketball ain't blowing it out, but the stadium, consider this, this season alone, you had a game that was messed up because of a hurricane and a game that was messed up due to inclement weather, and you still probably did great numbers. In the Florida Classic, we just had 55,000 there. Homecoming was 20,000. Down in Miami, I think we had 40,000 when I was there. That's three games. Like the Southern game, I think we had 20,000. So you're talking like those aren't numbers that should be slept on. Those are numbers that need to be shared to potential contributors, people who want to support the program, because those are advertising eyes, those are advertising dollars, and those are potential supporters. And FAMU's economic impact, if you look at it, for the city of Tallahassee, this year probably hits $12 million. Here in the Orlando metropolitan area between for the Florida Classic, they're already telling you it's 30. It may have went over 30. Then down in Miami Gardens, it, I believe it was a 20 number. Like, how, how is FAMU generating $80 million for all these groups and all these cities and all these entities but not able to maximize that and turn that into five or 10 mil. How can, why can't we get 10%? I I'm just, I'm gonna ask that question out loud and that, and that's not a complaint. And hopefully our new AD is seeing it. If she, how you doing? She cool. I like her. Um, no, no, we really, I like her though. Um, but you know, maybe your team can get that. Like can put that together. Because just asking alumni to give more money, that's that, that's that's gonna get you so far. Because the second you start losing, we're not giving. I'm just be real with you. Like you start losing, I'm not giving. I you know I give a little bit, okay, you know, but ain't but so much you can do if your salary is not increasing to give more. Like if I make more, I'll give more. But at a certain point, we have to just not put the onus on it alumni and students and increase student fees and increase alumni dues and increase giving. Some of it should be there, but some of it also has to be, we have to market our brands properly. The hundred goes out there. Those kids hustle, but maybe we can get some corporate sponsors for those kids. Like Pepsi is a sponsor for Florida and university. Can they get power aid? just saying can can they get free powerade do they get free powerade i don't i don't know but that's just a question like those type of entities and those partnerships that we already have can we utilize those when you go to the sbi building and you look at all those fortune 500 companies that mess with famu heavy and that sends that famu sends her students to can some of them get back yeah i'm like i showed y'all i gave a little i i gave him a little something I did a little something for athletics. It was a small something too. It wasn't about $15. But, you know, 15 more than I normally would give. I just say, hey, I challenge y'all to do the same. But 
the economic impact of FAMU being a 70, $80 million brand for Tallahassee, Miami, Orlando indicates that at home, we can do a little more and maybe our sponsors can do more. Maybe we can get that stigma of being a low resource institution off our backs because that doesn't sound good to recruits. Okay, come play here, come come play there. It's a low resource institution. That don't sound good. How can we make this a high high resource institution, especially considering we can bring millions of dollars to your area, and we do. So, ah man, I, I just that's that kind of hit me today. And yesterday I was looking and I was thinking, I'm like, man, FAMU's our brand is slept on, and as much as I hate us playing the Gators and I ain't gonna lie, I ain't going to that game. I'm, I don't like going to games as is, <laughs> but I'm, I'll keep my money at home. But what can we do to keep our money home? Keep the money on the hill. Keep money going into our coffers. I'm gonna ask that question out loud and allow you to pontificate upon that and potentially come with some solutions. And if you have them, drop them in the chat or send them to our athletics. Like, Give some ideas. Because if we can come together, then we can do some great things and bring them to the Alumni Association. I'm a member of the Alumni Association. Got Alumni Association. I got my Rattler tag. I mean, look, 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 y'all. I, I, do, I, I do what I do for FAMU. Like, I ain't big balling, but it's small, it's small things for small people. But those are some of the things just to think about. Like, we can give more to FAMU, but we can ask more from those around FAMU because a lot of people do really well. Uh, one of the business people said he makes 45% of his annual revenue from homecoming week. If you're getting 45% of your ducats off FAMU, I wonder, can we talk to Hotel Duval and some of these other places that were charging five, $600 a night to give FAMU five, $6,000? I'm just saying, I'm going to throw that out there. Um, but as always, y'all, I appreciate y'all's time. I know I ran a little long, but, um, man, we're going to get ready. Uh, FAMU men's basketball has got a game coming up. Big shout out to Cable Busters TV. Thank you all for sponsoring the show. Also, women's volleyball is going to go down to Gainesville to play the Gators. That is where good Rattler team go, teams go to die because they always send us to Gainesville. I tell y'all, it ain't the Seminoles we got to worry about. It's the damn Gators. Um, and, man, FAMU recruiting is going to pick up. And this next couple of weeks, you're going to see a lot. If you're not following on Twitter, go check them out. They're, they're doing a lot. I can't even keep up right now. And my question was, what was FAMU's economic impact? And the answer I found was about $11.5 million per year. And just for homecoming week alone, $3.5, potentially $4 million per year. And then my other question to that was, follow-up was, how can we maximize that and turn those funds into opportunities that benefit our beloved university and her students because we got a different generation of students and we got to treat them differently so as always y'all big shout out hbcu digital network and as always this is fangs up yeah baby you know what time it is now let's get it started are you kidding me unreal while our